Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Good evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to the MMA show, sponsored by HattonJamesLegal.co.uk. That's HattonJamesLegal.co.uk, and now available on Spotify. So the recording will go up on Spotify. So please uh, head over to there when the recording is out. Uh, to contact the show, you can email the show on the at the MMA show 7 at the MMA show 7 at gmail.com the Twitter handle is the MMA shower the MMA shower and the Facebook page is let's talk MMA let's talk MMA and uh, we always welcome your uh, questions and queries and you know even feedback that's not good it's all it's all good in the end so uh, please do keep contacting the podcast and I think we've got uh, a couple of questions that we'll cover in this uh, in this episode, and uh, so moving on to the uh, to the main content of the show, it's to preview UFC 274, Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje. Um, I think that's got all the hallmarks of an extremely exciting and uh, high octane fuel fight. So uh, looking forward to that. And there's a it's a pretty pretty heavy card, pretty solid card as well. And uh, yeah, before we get into that, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Matthew Penny from Purely MMA. Hello, Matt. Afternoon, pleasure to be back. Um, Yeah, really good main card and uh, looking forward to covering that and any questions that have come in. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll, uh, I think we'll we'll, we'll start with, uh, well, we'll we'll stay on the main card and... uh, there's quite a few good fights on there. Um, you've got Joe Luzon on there. You've got Rua um, versus Saint Pru. Um, so uh, yeah, it's a fairly uh, fairly uh, depth card with a fair amount yeah, of depth. You, you you would think it's the goodbye fight for Donald Cerrone, wouldn't you? You'd think there might be a, the, yeah, a good point, and there may be for Maurizio Rua as well. He's been around a long time. I remember him from Pride. So uh, how many more miles has he has he got on the clock? Yeah, yeah, but I mean compared to Cerrone, I mean God, you're just going back so many years with them, and you know it's the kind of 
you want to see them carry on, of course, for for mm. nostalgia purposes. But at the same time, you kind of you don't want to see them take too much more punishment than they need. Mm. They they've both been in wars. I remember uh, the river Machida. Uh, Dan Henderson knocked him out with the elbow, brutal elbow, and uh, obviously John Jones when he became champion, he knocked out. Uh, yeah. Rua, so uh, yeah, and Cerrone's been in some wars as well. Yeah. Cerrone's been in some wars, but he hasn't won a fight in three years. I mean, you, you gotta love the guy, but you you worry for him, don't you? Because he, you know, every fight he's in, it's a war. So you know, he's got kids, and mm. it's it's gonna have an effect. And you're you're he's, you know, you're not winning in three years. You're creeping into sort of BJ Penn territory where you start to ruin mm. any legacy you had. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because then all you know, especially younger generation, all they're going to remember is oh, mm. that old guy who loses. Yeah, and Chuck Liddell unfortunately fell into that. He I think his last four fights he was knocked out or five fights. But uh, but yeah. I'm old enough to remember him at his peak, and he was lethal. Uh, anyway, um, okay, so uh, yeah, we're going to focus on uh, sort of starting from the third fight from the top, and then going to the co-main event which is uh, Rose Namajunas versus Carla Esperanza. Um, and uh, then we'll go to the main event, Oliveira versus Getje. So uh, starting with Chandler versus Ferguson. And uh, Chandler's, I think this is his, his third fight, will be his third fight in the UFC. A fourth. Oh, OK. Was it Poirier, Oliveira and... As we, yeah, he lost, he lost Gaethje. Oh, Gaethje, yeah, yeah, was the last one, yeah. Yeah, but then yeah, he beat right. Hooker in his... Uh, and that, that's kind of like the, his highlight so far, isn't it, I think? Yeah. But uh, I, I think uh, an easy prediction overall for this fight is that this could be, well, it should be fight of the year. I mm. mean, what a crazy matchup. And I'm not sure what's happened for me personally, but you know, I like to think that I'm on the ball with like mm-hmm. fight announcements. Yeah. I like to know... I usually know what's coming up, mm-hmm. but uh, it literally started today, earlier off off recording when you messaged me what fights we're covering. Mm. I had no idea this was officially announced. Oh, okay. I, 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 did, yeah. I actually did not know that this was official. Right. I, I know for ages they were talking about it as like a potential, you know, mm. absolute slobber knocker, mm. but I didn't know it was official. Mm. So when I actually looked, I was like, oh my God, it's, it is actually official. I, I'm, I cannot wait for this fight. It should be an absolute... Should be mayhem. Yeah, and yeah. So I said Poirier. He obviously didn't fight Poirier. His first fight was Dan Hooker, which he was yeah. very impressive. But then the title fight was Oliveira, which he lost, and then Gaethje was. I think they were just having fun in that fight. Yeah, they were having fun. Uh, I think. I think I'm not going to give Chandler like too much of a hard time for those losses. Cause mm. I mean, it's not like it's not like he took unranked fights. Hmm. I mean, these guys are top of the division. Yeah, you, you know, champion and number two in the division. Yeah, yeah, li- literally, like you know, the, probably the best in the hmm. best five in the entire world. So you can't. It, it's a big step up in class for for what he has been used to at Bellator. So it, it's a it's a big. It's probably more of an important fight for for Ferguson. Has hmm. he? He's, to he's lost a few in a row, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's lost three in a row. I mean, yeah. a couple of years ago, 
uh, well, a few years ago, you'd th- you you would have thought this guy is going to be champ for a long time to come. But mm. he had he had a couple of tough injuries, didn't he? Which I think threw him off, and a couple of bad like bad losses, and they were they were bad losses. They were you know mm. destruction for him. So yeah, Gaethje, Oliveira, and Durish was his last three losses in a row. Yeah. Yeah, and that was a big win for uh, for, for Dariush. Mm. You know, that was a big win for him. But I, st- I still think Ferguson would still have something to offer at this this division and in this picture. Mm. But he needs to start turning around and getting some wins now. It's all it's it's very good. You know, he's got an entertaining persona. Mm. You know, he's got this sort of this hype around him where he's just crazy, and you know, he walks into into weigh-ins and stuff with like weights and stuff. You know, he's crazy, but. Mm. He, He's had a lot of injuries from doing all this crazy stuff. You see, you see him on his social media. He doesn't train like normal guys. He will, he will do like you know, obstacle courses to keep fit and stuff. But and he makes uh, he makes some of his own uh, equipment, some of these rigs that he just assembles and does crazy obstacle training and kicking iron bars and uh, wondering why his kneecap blows out. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And it, you know, it's it's funny to watch on social media, and he's created a a really good hype behind him with his fans. Mm. But in recent years, he's been injured, and it's been they've been bad injuries, which have really de- derailed him. Really, mm. yeah. I think uh, looking at styles, they're both very high level American wrestlers, college collegiate wrestlers. Um, Chandler's brought that more into MMA, uh, obviously more in Bellator. Um, but uh, they've both got a, a very good stand-up uh, game. Um, Submission-wise, I would give that to Ferguson. He has transitioned into um, jiu-jitsu more easily and more in a more dominant way. And he has got some crazy submissions. Uh, I think Dar's choke is his special, specialist choke or... One yeah, of the one got, of the scarf chokes, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Every 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 time he fights the, the commentators, it's a it's the line that they say. Oh, it's, I think he's one of the only ones to have three Dars choke mm. wins in his career. And I I remember that fight with uh, with Kevin Lee. Yeah. I mean the wrestling and that was was so impressive. But that's mm. probably one of my favourite fights. And he, and he finished him by a triangle in that one. Yeah. Yeah. And Kemi Lee was quite dominant in the first round and a half. Yeah, yeah he was, I think he came in with um, a really bad illness, though. Didn't yeah, he? that was, staph infection, I think. Yeah. Staph infection, yeah. But that was one of my favourite fights of recent times. So yeah. I went back and rewatching that. Yeah. But it's uh, Ferguson is he? I think he slipped into this. This I, I would call it like a modern day mindset mm. of. Doing what the crowd wants, every you know, all the crowd wants every fight to be just a, you know, just an all-out war of yeah. stand, right? And I think he's fallen into that a bit now, and it, I think it's affected him as well as the injuries. I think mm. both, as you said, both amazing American wrestlers, but I just don't think they're going to use it against each other. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm of the similar uh, mindset and. Uh... Yeah, so uh, prediction time, Matt, please uh, give us your uh, valued opinion. Uh, I think I think Chandler's going to win it purely mm. because uh, 
purely because he's probably he's, he's got a longer career, but I think he's probably fresher than mm. Ferguson. I, I just think I think I just think Ferguson is too banged up. Maybe doesn't even take it too seriously anymore. Like mm. he's just so focused on you know the, the crazy training and the crowd and being this you know wacky mm. personality, almost like a cult figure. Yeah, yeah he, he is. He is almost a cult figure, and I I, I remember. Well, we touched on it, you know, around the Kevin Lee time, where he was this scare, the scary mm. championship obsessed monster, and you think, my God, this guy's going to rule the division. Al- almost he, like a, a psychopath. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, and it's just uh, recent years, he's almost becoming a parody of himself, and mm. it's a bit sad. I, I'd love to see him focused again. But it's like you used to laugh with him, but now you laugh at him, sort of thing. Yeah. Almost, I wouldn't laugh at him to his face, but <laughs> yeah, it is. It is almost like that, and I think he's been banging on about the McGregor fight, <coughs> and you know, back back in two thousand eight, nineteen, it was probably applicable. But now it's like you know, Tony, the whole division's moved on because you know he always he always calls out McNuggets. It's like, mate, come on, <laughs> things have moved on now. <coughs> I think Chandler will get the win, um, probably decision. And probably match of the year. Yeah, it's uh, it's good that you mention McGregor because they used to be in the same management company, and uh, I remember Ferguson saying he was he was probably saying this for effect, but he said, "Oh, he thinks McNuggets is scared of him because when he shook hands with him, he you know blah blah blah." But but they were in the same early days anyway. They were in the same management company. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Ferguson, it, it's with some fighters, you can see a, like a linear progression. You know, it's the title or nothing, and they're doing things to to make you believe that that's where they're going. With Ferguson, he, he is all over the place, and that may be part of his charm. Um, his trash talking is for me crish, um, sort of cringeworthy. I don't know for you if, if you get a similar feel when you hear him talk. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's forced though. You know, like su- some trash talkers will, will put it on really forced, and that's why I cringe. Mm. But Ferguson, I just cringe just because, it, it, you know, it was cool and funny like five years ago when mm. he was, you know, peak. But now it's like we've, we've all kind of moved on, and he is the, he's the guy trying to get it back, mm. as it were. Yeah. And how? Badly, did you want to see the uh, Habib fight versus Ferguson? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was it for years, wasn't it? it that was the the fight to have for years and years and years. But I think after was it the, the fourth or the fifth cancellation? Mm. I, I think I think we all just did a sigh of you know, okay, well, let's just let's just leave that alone shall we and for goodness sake I mean they had they had injuries on either side yeah uh, Covid got in the way and just everything so yeah we it just meant to be exactly we just resigned ourselves to the uh, to the fact that it's not going to happen and it's, it, it isn't going to happen but um, at, at their peak um, that would have been one hell of a battle I, I would have given it to Khabib still but uh, that would have been one hell of a battle a war. Yeah, I'd have. So after the Darius fight, I remember everybody, like everyone, on Twitter saying, "Oh, and this is the guy that you think could have beaten Khabib." Back, you know, years ago, 
I think years ago, in like 2019-18, when Ferguson was at that scary, scary sociopath kind of level, I think that would have been a, a good matchup then. Because that was that was Khabib with a couple of years less experience as well. Mm. I, I think it would have been even back then. Obviously, if it happens now, yeah, it would have been an e- you know it'd be an easy Khabib domination. Yeah. But years ago, I think it'd been a little bit more even. Yeah, and and you mentioned Ferguson did have a, a couple of fairly nasty injuries. One was his leg. Um, I, I know one or at least two were before the Khabib fight. One for sure but maybe another injury he had before the Khabib fight. Yeah. I, I, it was, was that after that one or before that one, he had the injury where he was um, injured during press week? Yeah, he, he, was, he was at a presser and he had sunglasses on indoors and he tripped over one of the television cables, camera cables, I believe. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, blew out his knee, and uh, and I think that might have been the title fight where, eventually, what's his name, the guy from New Jersey, uh, Al Iaquinta stepped in last minute. Yeah, that yeah, that was it. Because they had uh, Max Holloway come, because it was only like you said in the last two weeks of press, you know, um, obligations, and then Max Holloway came in about eight days before. He tried three days of losing weight, couldn't do it, so he was off. I think Max Holloway walks around about 190 pounds, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, just craziness follows yeah. Tony Ferguson, doesn't it? But, uh, no, it should be a, an exciting fight, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And if Ferguson does bounce back and, you know, rekindles and reignites his, uh, his uh, career, then good luck to the bloke and... Uh, you know, he may have another run at the champion. And when you get to his calibre, which no doubt he is elite, um, if he won, if he won against Chandler and maybe another, you could start talking about him being, you know, in the title contention again. Yeah, just 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 get get that passion back, get that level mm. of mindset back, and then we we all want to see it, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, and obviously in UFC, it depends how you win as well. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Okay, uh, so I think we both went for Chandler there. Uh, but you didn't say how. Yeah. Uh, Chandler decision. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think... Uh, I don't know. I think uh, TKO Chandler, because Ferguson has taken a lot of punishment since the Gatche fight. Uh, so maybe a TKO. Sustained punishment, maybe. Yeah, or, or a TKO, but... Rather like a dot, like a referee. Referees, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't see him being knocked out cold. No, I can he's, see him he's too, he's too mental for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, sustained punishment. I think sustained punishment sounds better than TKO. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Should sure. should be an official uh, way of finishing a fight. But anyway. Um, Okay, we'll move on to the the ladies' title fight, a strawweight fight, which I believe is one fifteen pounds, which is uh, Rose versus Carla, and uh, Rose is obviously the champion. Is she 
obviously she beat Zay Wing, and did she defend against her as well straight away? Yeah, she Wei did. Zeng, I, yeah. I, I was I was finding it uh, like funny about her last like the last five years of her career. She's only fought three three girls in the past five years, but obviously she fought both all of them. Twice. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, and she, yeah. you'd think for a rematch you'd get better, but she seems to take a step back and, mm. and get worse in the rematch because obviously mm. she knocked out Wei Li first, yeah. and then the second fight was decision uh, against Joanna. The first fight was KO, and then, then the decision. decision. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, and I don't really count the. I don't even count the Andrade uh, the slam because it was just such. It was such a, a, a fortunate. Yeah, it, it's a fluke. Andrage. It's a fluke. Yeah, it is a fluke. Yeah, it is, I hate using the word fluke yeah. in in a fight, but it was just mm. you know. She didn't mean it. She didn't mean. But if if Andrade did it another fifty times in a row, she probably. She wouldn't, you know, wouldn't happen. But a fluke with merit, yeah. shall we say, to be to be nice, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, I, I, but it just it just amazes me, and I'll, I'll keep my prediction of, for, for Rose pretty short and sweet because mm. I mean that's that's the only way you can put it. It for, for somebody so small and and light, mm. she she just has this 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 power. Mm. In her hands or with with kicks, it's just it is one of those the the, the touch of death. I think mm. Joe Rogan mentions it. If she, if she lands clean, it, it can be lethal, and it's just so good to see. But uh, it's just a very a very there's a lack of top contenders in the women's divisions. Mm-hmm. So it's you know when you get to the top, it's very much. That's you at the top of the mountain, and there you go. You're there for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, overall, from an overall perspective, it's. Uh, I think Rose has got more weapons, and uh, like you say, she's got the power to finish fights, and she's proven that with punches and TKO and head kicks. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go for Rose by finish, I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, R- Rose by finish. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure uh, it's a couple of weeks away yet of time of recording. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sparza has beaten her once before, years and years and years ago. Um, Ultimate Fighter, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm, sh- I'm sure they're going to play that up in the build-up. I'm sure they're going to mention it a thousand times that Rose has lost to her once before. Yeah. But I think this is a very... I don't think you can compare the two. I think the, the Rose of 2022 compared to six years ago, whatever it was, are very, very different prospects. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we'll... just, just too, too well-rounded. And it's not... I don't mean to say well-rounded, because well-rounded is almost a dig at somebody for being average. Mm. She's not average, but she's just every step in the game, she's at the top. Mm. So it's hard to say it's it's hard to see Esparza getting the better of her on the ground or on the feet. Yeah, I mean, Esparza's got some wrestling credentials, but I don't think she'll have the power to uh, even, even if she takes it down to keep it down because um, Rose has got a very good guard game as well, you know, off her back. So uh, unless she's a lethal finisher, Esparza, which she's not, then. Uh, or a lethal ground and pound uh, artist, then she, Rose will either finish or just get back up. I think. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Spars is ahead of her in jiu-jitsu, but it's it's just at that at that weight class, especially they're just so quick and wily, and it it, it just it just does take them a lot to keep them down. Mm. And obviously, it's all like for like, right? It's all relative because they are all that that weight and very similar sized. But I, I think just the way Rose has come through it through the years, I, th- I think she'll have it. Yeah. Sure. Okay, uh, moving on to the, the main event, which is Oliveira versus Gaethje. And uh, Oliveira, he's had an amazing run. And uh, I really like the guy. And, uh, you know, it's a good story. Because um, if you sort of just notice him now, you think, oh, yeah, young guy. And, you know, straight in the UFC, you know, he's, he's been around seven, eight years. And uh, his last loss was to Paul Felder, uh, TKO. Uh, and that was uh, five years ago. So he's been on a, a run for five years without losing for about eight or ten fights. And in those eight and ten fights, he's obviously become champion and stayed champion, defended it once against Poirier. And uh, so Justin Gately, he's, uh, he's had a chance at the title, but he got uh, submitted by Khabib. Uh, but you know he's a he's a, a lethal uh, striker as, as well. So uh, it's a very good uh, matchmaker's uh, sort of a fight, I think, style-wise. Yeah, I'm su- I'm surprised uh, Gaethje got the fight so quickly. To be honest, I mean, it's been a year and a half since he had the last title fight, but he's only fought once in between that. And I know because of his style, it means he can't fight a huge amount of times in one year or usually he can't um, but I mean it's a great matchup but it, you've got to look at it and think well if, if, Oliver, if Oliveira can close the distance and take Gaethje down it's, it's, it's one of those it's, it's one of those things it's like when you take like Conor McGregor down a couple of years ago you, you just can't see him getting out of it and it's very much that kind of, of style and I, I think it's all it's a very similar matchup to saying Connor a few years ago if you get him down then you are going to win that fight if you get Gaethje down you are going to win that fight if he, if he cannot utilise his immense striking you're going to win no matter what for sure you're not you're not going to especially somebody of Oliveira's level what is he a, uh, obviously a black belt but I'm, a, a third degree black belt I mean <laughs> You're not gonna be outwitting him if he can close the distance. Yeah, yeah, and um, Gaethje's got a you know American wrestling background, and, and before the Khabib fight, I remember watching the build-up, and they were trying to um, his team, his coaches on on the various build-up um, uh, sort of uh, media and programs, and you know. They were trying to say, well, he's, I, I don't know what exact level he got to, but he was, you know, in the national and uh, sort of state level, high level things. And uh, he, they were saying, yeah, well, he, he could resist Khabib and blah, blah. Uh, no, I don't think so. Only that proved to happen, you know. People don't realise Khabib, yeah. Dagestan, they're, they're not American wrestlers, they're submission wrestlers. And when they get someone down, the difference is American wrestler will try to be top heavy and ground and pound. 
these Russian slash Dagestani wrestlers, they, they tie up the legs with their legs. So, because all your power for your hips, well, not all, but a lot of your power from your hips comes generates from your the back of your legs, your hamstrings. So, they they understand the body dynamics better than wrestlers. Because, and to be fair to American wrestlers, it's all about pin and control. So, uh, but the point I'm trying to make is that. Oliveira is not up to Khabib's level from a wrestling takedown perspective. Um, so Gaethje could nullify that, and I can see that happening. And then it becomes stand-up, and I think Gaethje's... Oliveira is obviously a lethal striker, but I would edge towards Justin. I think, I think that's what they did, with, they did with that with Connor going up to the... Um when Aldo pulled out the first time and he got given uh, Mendes, they spent the whole build-up saying, "Oh yeah, well, Colin really hasn't. He hasn't got the the um, the proof that you can see of Mendes, but you know he can handle himself and we've been working hard on it." But then when it got to the fight, Mendes was controlling most of the fight, and it it was a very fortunate event that got Connor up in the mm. last what twenty seconds of the round, which allowed him to win so of course if it, it's not straightforward of course a fight never is but if you want to make it in the plainest possible terms if it's on the ground and I give it to Oliveira 100% of the time but if Gaethje can if, if Gaethje can survive say like a long round of being on the ground and then get up late when Oliveira's tired because it's going to be a very very tiring job keeping Gaethje down then you're going to have Gaethje's going to have a very tired guy across from him who's going to have to defend against some extreme striking that we know Gaethje has and some extreme power. It's a, it's a very similar very similar kind of match-up that Connor and, uh, and Mendes had all those years ago. Yeah, and uh, I think your overall summary is good that the longer it stays on its feet, the, the fight, that you sort of start to edge towards Gaethje. Um, and then, but if there's events or if there's episodes of getting to the ground and maybe Oliveira gets close to a submission, but Gaethje gets back up, then and if he does that two times, maybe I don't see him having multiple chances. If he gets taken down three times, he'll surely get finished. But uh, if he does it once or twice, a the tiredness kicks in, and b it's a bit of doubt in Oliveira's mind kicks in as well. And confidence, conversely, confidence in Justin's ability to get back up. But I wonder, because Justin, he, he doesn't, you know, he hasn't shown, even though he's got very high credentials in wrestling, some fighters take it with them and have that style. Some fighters become very good at stand-up and, and you know, I can't really see, recall too many times that I've seen Justin Gaethje, you know, use a classic take down, ground and pound, submit. But he can no, use it as no. a defensive uh, mechanism and, um, you know, stop Oliveira trying to take him down. It's not impossible. No, for sure. For sure. And, and that would be, it would be good to see because, I mean, Khabib tore him apart, but Khabib tears everybody apart. So it, it, you'd think if Oliveira comes in here and, Dominates for five rounds, or until he finishes it on the ground, mm. that is going to be a constant chink in Gaethje's armor. E e any future fight he's going to have, 
Mm. If he gets tapped out again to another high elite wrestler, it's just going to stand out in every fight, isn't it? <laughs> it's just going to be a, a big chink that everybody's going to see. Um, yeah, for his opponents, it's going to be the go-to strategy. Yeah, he was a very, he was a very high high-level American wrestler, but going up against a, a third-degree black belt jiu-jitsu in Oliveira, it's I, I think there's there are certain levels to that and it's going to be an interesting matchup if it does go to the ground and you think it will yeah I, I and I think the, the point about the um, the sort of the jiu-jitsu versus wrestler is that in certainly in Brazilian jiu-jitsu um, there's not a lot of focus on, on taking your person down um, they they rather go to their own back and bring someone else down especially if they're really good off their back um, yeah so the the skills they have for taking down people is judo type trips and if you watch the early days of the Gracie it was like rush someone trip you know hook your leg trip and let's face it Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is judo <laughs> yeah by another name but anyway that's another topic and a podcast but uh, yeah so the point is a lot of them don't really learn or emphasize the taking down of someone. It's let's get to the ground, however. But with American wrestling, a lot of it, you know, a good percentage is defense as well. So just engage a. And this, this is the, uh, the, the conundrum, I think, the guys that become really good stand up uh, fighters, wrestlers, American wrestlers. How much of their, you know, after 24, 25, whenever they start to ascend in the UFC or whichever major promotion, do they still practice wrestling? Because they probably did it since they were seven till about 23, 25. So they maybe think they don't need to and then things wear off. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's a difficult one. And and also in the UFC, for a long time, and I still even think to this day, there's a lot of there's a lot more weight put behind guys who get like a lot of KO wins compared to guys who are good on the ground. Yeah, and it's it's whether we agree or not on if it's right or not. I think promotionally wise as well, mm. it's, it's probably easier to promote a guy who's just got all these amazing you know knockouts to to show and yeah. It, it, it it's just, style, it get, yeah. yeah. It's style over substance, not substance, but yeah, style is huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, like real real fans of MMA, of course, will love a fight which goes to the ground and you can actually enjoy it and break it down and watch what's happening and watch two guys mm. try and outsmart each other on 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 the mat. But it, it's just increasing as well that you know even live crowds, as soon as they're a, a grapple against the cage. It, they start booing like, boo. yeah, yeah. straight away. Like, oh, boo. come on, guys! Like, let fight play out. Obviously, if it, if you have three minutes of guys just hugging each other on the cage, I get it. But it just seems to be the snap reaction to a lot of fans nowadays. Just to boo, you know, as soon as yeah. they're not, you know, they're not bleeding. So yeah, that uh, t-shirt, yeah. And uh, yeah, you're right. And also the um, you know the, the case of uh, style, like you said, it, it's a huge. See, I, I I agree with you. I think maybe recently it's becoming more and more prevalent. And 
I think one um, example, I can give recent example anyway, is um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, where it was uh, Gabriel Burns versus um, Hamzat Jemayev. Yes. And that, that was a you know crazy fight, and it was an amazing fight, and it was back and forth. They, they both had chances to finish each other, but uh, someone asked Dana White, a reporter asked Dana White about... Uh, I think Hamzat's only had uh, four or five fights in two years or 18 months. And they were asking about his popularity, you know, is it up there with Connor and Randall Rousey? And um, Dana said, yeah, I think so. And he said, uh, I think Hamzat's got three million Twitter followers already and things like that. So they're obviously looking at how popular this guy is. Now, obviously, he can fight and he's a, he's a, he's a lethal weapon, but... Uh, it is important to be popular as well. It's it's all about making the company money. At yeah. the end of the day, it's you know you are going to be pushing the guy who can advertise the fight to more people. I, mm. I think that's why, uh, and that's why Greg Hardy got so many fights that he did in the UFC. And I, I know he's been cut now, but he had such a big negative or positive. Yeah, if you've got a following. It doesn't matter. You can still you can still sell that pay per view. Yeah. Which is uh, I don't want to go on a massive tangent about it, but I think that's uh, that's why I'm surprised that somebody like Jake Paul isn't in the UFC already. To be honest, being given a fight because mm. I mean his his um, attraction, positive and negative, yeah. is so wide. Mm. I think it's I think it's only a matter of time until Dana says, do you know what? Okay, let's do a, let's do a fight with Jake Paul in the UFC. But yeah. I digress. Yeah, that's another uh, topic for another, and a good topic as well, you know. Maybe we should do a dedicated podcast on that. Jake Paul. <laughs> Jake Paul and the wider, you know, picture of merit yeah. versus, uh, like you say, true fans and casuals and the the D word, deserve who deserves a, a title fight. And yeah, doesn't. definitely. Yeah. For sure. Okay, uh, we'll... Um, Finish coming close to finishing the podcast, and uh, I'll tell you what time flies when you start talking MMA. Um, I know it's like it's like it's like down, being down the pub. <laughs> um, we'll take one fan question or comment, really, uh, and it's from Twitter. It's just a handle of it; doesn't give a name. HBD two. Okay. Um, you recent uh, there's a rumor or a announcement or whatever rumor let's call it rumor um, that Leon Edwards has been who was promised now we use the word promise in inverted commas which you can't see me doing so that's fine um, the that um, Leon Edwards has was in line uh, promised and uh, to fight Usman but about four weeks ago, there was, you know, Twitter war is going on between uh, Usman and uh, Conor McGregor. So Conor said, you know, he wants to be a triple weight champion, triple C. And uh, Usman responded in the media and then he went back and forth. And I think Michael Bispin jumped in and Daniel Cormier and whatever. But uh, apparently there's been, been a rumour that uh, Leon Edwards has been told... Here's a couple of million dollars for your troubles. Please sit to one side and let Conor McGregor 
face Usman for the next uh, next defense of his uh, of his reign. What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, there's it kind of links back to what we were just saying. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good uh, about, segue. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's about promotion and it's about how popular you are. Positive. Anyone, would, anyone would and, think we planted that. They rehearsed that or something. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just from Dana's point of view, who are you going to give the the, the Kamaru fight? Who are you going to give that fight to? Are you going to give it to, without doubt, the biggest star that the UFC has ever seen in Conor McGregor mm-hmm. in terms of popularity, yeah. uh, eyes on him, pay-per-view buys, effect on the business. Are you going to give that fight to him? A fight which could arguably, if built correctly, could probably could break the uh, Conor Khabib numbers. Or are you going to give it to the guy who is probably most deserving of it in Leon Edwards, but has a tiny uh, social media following who, with all due respect to him, 99% of the general public have no idea who he is. It, from from Dana's point of view, there's only one answer to that and you'd give it to Connor. Mm-hmm. No, no matter what, about what their per, their personal history is, because I know they, they keep becoming, you know, they keep arguing publicly, but then are best friends the next mm. uh, Connor and Dana. But yeah, it just it just makes uh, at the end of the day, it's it's about the business, yeah. and it it makes business sense to give the fight to Connor. And to be honest, even for Leon Edwards, you'd have to look at it and go, "Well, I could be paid like whatever a million dollars here for not fighting, not going through a fight camp." let this fight play out and imagine like it's a completely different conversation entirely right uh, the co- who was going to win out of Connor and Kamaru right mm-hmm. but just let the fight play out if Connor was to win and then you are next in line you- you're not going to get it because Connor won't no. defend the belt right no. No. <laughs> <laughs> but in your head you think well I'm going to take no damage here I'm going to be paid a million dollars or whatever no fight camp I'm going to be chilling here with a million dollars in my pocket and then have the potential of a fight down the line anyway mm. I mean I get it he, want, he wants the title and to start building his legacy I get it but I mean it's not a bad offer is it to take a huge lump sum for absolutely no reason at all and then you'll eventually get the fight anyway down the line yeah I mean and, and even if Connor wins and doesn't defend some, there'll be an interim See, yeah, he'll exactly. have a chance then, for the title anyway, you know, or not interim, but he'll be vacant, and then he'll have a chance with whoever steps in. Yeah, and there's probably a good chance that Kamaru will be the guy fighting for that vacant belt. So oh, Leon will probably get Kamaru. I anyway. was thinking so, maybe Colby Covington could uh, fill that. Yeah, void. Colby. Yeah. yeah. So I, I get it, Leon. I, I think he feels like he's been pushed to the side for um, again a time now, and he, yeah. he, he wants that fight, but. You're going to take no damage. You're going to get a big lump sum in your back pocket, yeah. and then eventually you will get the fight anyway. I mean, so I think from all from all angles, it works. There's pros for everybody. Yeah, and then husband, husband gets. Uh, it's uh, it's life changing money. Yeah. Yeah, I think 
I think Connor Usman would be interesting. I always say this to Connor because you know the hype around him. I, I think it would be an absolute demolition win for uh, Kamaru Usman. I just mm. want to say that right here and now. It would be uh, it'd be a massacre, to be quite honest. Yeah, um, but entertaining massacre. Yeah. Oh, but can, can you imagine the the hype around that fight week and stuff? That would be yeah. That that'd be that'd be incredible. And already they are, they've been sniping each other from afar for a good couple of years, I think. I think I, I rewatched um, the Kamaru Usman uh, podcast with Joe Rogan from like a year and a half ago. And even in there, Usman's talking about Connor. Mm. And Connor's been tweeting about him for, for years, being a, the potential of being a triple, a triple champ. So, yeah. No. Ramp, ramp, ramp that up a little bit. And yeah. you've, you've got a a gold mine of a fight on your hands there yeah e- easy a million million and a half yeah oh yeah well I- I'm I'm towards two yeah. I think I think, I think Connor and uh, Khabib I think that did 2.8 which mm. is just incredible really I, I it might break that but if 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 the uh, the feud was like ramped up a little bit mm. but mm. still a one and a half to two mil pay-per-view that's a that's a huge that, that's huge numbers for everybody involved yeah yeah and who knows maybe in, in next month's podcast we may have official confirmation and we could start talking about a build up but we shall wait and see yeah yeah for sure but no that's uh, that's good and, uh, it, it all keeps uh, the world of MMA UFC exciting and uh yeah, you know, Leon Edwards, again, you know, this sort of backed on to our debate about deserved and substance and popularity and promotion. P in promotion doesn't just stand for promotion, it also stands for popularity. And, you know, Dana, they all look at how many followers you have, your social media interaction. And because if someone's following you on Twitter, Facebook, and say your YouTube channel or Instagram, there's a good chance they're going to pay to watch you fight. So I can understand the logic yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. It was just, uh, it, it makes sense. I mean, it, Twitter and the overall fight community will jump on it and go, well, you know, you're screwing Leon Edwards out of, out of what you deserve and, and everything and, and this and that. But if you take a minute and just look at all the different, the different moving parts for everybody, right? For, including the business, including all three fighters involved they all get something out of it they all get like quite a lot of pros and they're not really none of them are really missing out on anything because you know Leon will eventually get the fight Usman and Conor then gets their massive payday again they get the big title fight which then benefits the business it it kind of all does make sense yeah apart from Leon just being sidelined again but if you're paid if you're paying him to do it then I mean yeah it's different paid a load of money for doing nothing and getting no damage I mean yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, there's it, worse places to be. It is, and it's different this time because he, he will get handsomely compensated, uh, which will yeah, make a difference. For sure. Yeah. Okay, uh, that believe it or not, that uh, brings us to the end of the podcast, Matt. So uh, it's always good to uh, have you on as the co-host. So thank you for that. Pleasure as always. Pleasure as always. And time always flies. Yeah. As we always say, under 30 minutes, but uh, that never happens. (laughs) 
But uh, yeah, so this has been the MMA show, was sponsored by HattonJamesLegal.co.uk. Uh, as I said at the top of the the podcast, it's now available on Spotify. So if you do a search, you'll you'll find it there. And this has been a preview of UFC two seven four Oliveira versus Gaethje. And uh, we look forward to uh, getting your emails and. Uh, Oh, just before you go, Matt, are you going to any events in, in England or live events? So I am looking at going to uh, Bellator 281 in in London. Uh, it was it was going to be uh, Michael Venom Page getting his title fight, but uh, he's just pulled out uh, the, the, the champ. He just pulled out, I think, this week of the title fight. So they're, they're going to give uh, MVP a... Uh, a substitute, uh, but it's quite a, quite a big card as well. I think um, Makeda is fighting on it as well, uh, and Paul Daly as well, who's a, a bit of a cult uh, UK mm-hmm. legend yeah. in, in MMA. So, yeah, it looks like it to be a good card. And uh, I went to, I went to Bellator uh, again at, in London um, last year when MVP had his rematch against uh, Lima. So that was good. Um, I didn't go to UFC just because I think they're pricing themselves out of the market. Mm-hmm. The UFC know that they only come to the UK once a year and they still put these massive, ridiculous ticket prices, um, which always sell out, you know, within 10 seconds and then they put be put on the resale market for like two grand each or something stupid like that. But we'll see. So yeah, better talk okay. uh, coming up next month. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, and any... Any live events, uh, I'm always live tweeting and, and doing discussions at Purely MMA on Twitter. Uh, so pop along and uh, join a, a good hub of good people chatting about good MMA. Yeah, sounds like a good uh, a good strapline. So this has been the MMA Shower, and thank you for listening. And good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you may be. Thank you. Thank you.